Okay, so we are going live now. Nice, I should probably look at this on my other computer so you can see the questions. Yeah, I have my phone to the side to, to look at them. Um, are we live? Yes, we are live now. Well, how's everybody doing today? Let's see who's here. Probably no one for now. <laughs> it's okay. Let's see. So, Go on here. Let's see what we got. Okay, so we are on, and I'm going to start recording. Got it. And let's do the gallery view. That's better. So let's let's just talk because I know in the future people will probably watch this, um, you know, recorded. Let's just, um, in terms of let's get into this, right? So one of the things that, that we want to talk about is just that immediate connection, right? And we'll just hop into a dialogue. What have you noticed the difference in communications with people that you have to communicate with people sometimes through Zoom now versus multiple different channels because of COVID-19, shelter in place in different markets? How has that forced you to change your, um, forced you to adapt as a salesperson? You know, I think it's made me a lot more efficient and it, it's more than anything, it's made me excited because I can accomplish just like with Robert coming to all our meetings and stuff and him going to multiple meetings. I, I don't know if I remember the stat correctly, but I think he said that he's been to 200 office meetings. Could you imagine him trying to do that in the past? You know, and you it's weird because he's so charismatic and such a nice guy. You always feel a little special when he comes out to your office, you know, and um, for him to go to all these meetings, it just shows you that things can be done at scale so much better without losing that human touch. And so for my business, it's made me want to try and do things differently, much differently, where it would be easier to um, to communicate, to get things done. And it saves the customer time. You know, at the end of the day, we want to we want to do what's best for the customer, because if our goals are aligned with theirs, it makes things a lot easier. So it's made me think of ways to to make it a little bit better. So it's a very long answer to a question that could be answered in maybe five words, but yeah, that's it. So it's interesting you say that, and um, I'll share with you an opportunity. And look, there's, we got nine people, our numbers are coming. So guys, please ask any questions, objections. Where I see the real opportunity is, is in, in a lot of markets, there's a flat out reset, right? In the sense that, look, how you can communicate is really differently, right? Like, so if I showed up to your house, right? And, and look, so many people have concerns about COVID. And I said to you, hey, Amit, what specifically are you going to do differently to help me and my family find a home, you know, to be mindful of COVID-19, protect our health? And how will you utilize technology differently than you did before? Like if most agents got asked that question, right? Like, what do you say? Yeah, um, they would be scared. They wouldn't know what to, what to do. But when you role play these scenarios and you practice and you ask the questions, it makes it much easier. And so, I mean, there are multiple things that could be said and you're the expert, I'm, I'm just trying to get there. But one of the things I would say, I'd first congratulate them for asking that question because not everyone asked that. I'd say, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. And 
you know, just seeing everything, how everything is um, playing out, what is most important to you when you're looking for a home? And, you know, just with knowing that, what is what, what are your concerns? Get them to talk, get them to speak what they're interested in. And I, I guess by them speaking, we can guide the conversation in that direction. Because it's funny, I think you gave an example the other day in one of our coaching sessions. There's one of the agents that is is an attorney or or you know can can basically answer legal questions. But if that person's an attorney as well and you don't know that yet, and you spend half an hour explaining all the great things you can do as an attorney, you wasted their time. You thought you brought value, but you wasted their time instead of asking you know would having an, an attorney on staff to help you out, would that be of a, a benefit to you? And if they say no, then you move on. Well, one, I feel really proud. It's a proud coaching moment, right? Just listening <laughs> to talk about this and, and that connection, right? So look, there, there's the difference, right? Like we talk about collections or connecting with people authentically in like these live role play sessions. And look, there's a difference between share, learning what's important to somebody. And then the really the next step is, is, is how to share the results. So in, in this buying situation, right? I learned what's important then as the agent for what the people are watching, they're probably like, all right, great. What do I say now? And I would say, Hey, I mean, would it be okay if I shared our three-step process on exactly how we're going to utilize technology, collaborate with you and ultimately find you the right home, protecting your family's um, health and safety. Yeah, it would be. And how, how do you do that? Chirag? Great. And I would say the first one is, is, what video platform are you familiar with or, or have you had any experience? Is it Zoom? Is it WhatsApp? Is it Facebook video? Is it FaceTime? Is it GoToMeeting? Which is your preferred method of using uh, video conferencing or have you not used it before? You know, we use them all, but we found out WhatsApp is probably the best one for us because it seems like it the quality is better and it I don't know, they're just better at it. So I just want to stop for one second, right? Like, when you talk about utilizing technology, I want everyone watching this to pay real close attention. The first thing I asked you was, what technology are you comfortable with and are you utilizing currently or, or don't you have any experience, right? Most agents, when they go into this, are going to say, well, we'll use this and we'll do this and we'll do that. And like, literally it's drowning, right? Like, one of the things that we, we talk about all the time is, is the concept of a plank, right? Like if you stay in a plank, I'm sorry, my daughter just came in here. Um, if you come in and you sit in a plank for 60 seconds, think how long it is, right? Before you engage somebody, right? You don't want to do that when you're talking with a prospect, right? So when you start thinking about asking somebody, this automatically makes the experience about them, their world, what they're familiar with. So now that you said actually what's WhatsApp, um, after you said, what's WhatsApp, then you could continue. You could say, ideally, that's what you're comfortable with. So if we utilize that in virtually showing you homes, would that be beneficial to you and something you'd be comfortable with, right? And then we could continue the conversation. Yeah, it would be. It would, it would, it would definitely help because we're concerned about our safety. We have, you know, elder, elderly parents and, you know, we don't want to get them sick. Got it. All right. We have a couple questions. He said, since silence is the biggest objection, a phone call or a text, how do you deal with silence? Can you elaborate specifically, D, a little bit more on what you mean by that?
T, let's see if she could write here. Um, well, for Kath, so Katharina, she had a thing. It's New York specific question, but it relates to how would you market the NYC region given there's COVID created burn-in stigma in New York City? Um, well, number one, if you're talking about how you can grow your business, right? The One of the best things about Compass is the network and the Compass, the Compass network. So, you know, we, we have one, one agent in our group who got a landlord reference that had 12, uh, 12 rental buildings um, through an agent at Compass. So I'd encourage you, Katharina, to reach out to three to five Compass agents a day, right? In whether it's in different parts of New York, the suburban markets, feeder markets, and realize if you make three calls a day, that's 15 calls a week. That's 60 calls a month. Over the course of a year, that's 720 agents that you spoke with. If 1% of those people be mindful of you and turn into a transaction, that's seven deals. Amit, how many deals have you got from Compass agents um, in the last, like, what's it, two years? Yeah, we, we've got 36. You know, the numbers change every week, and we're, we're very fortunate from that. And that's without really asking for any business. And it makes, so there are two things. One, um, Chirag says to me that sometimes people think you're too busy to get business because you never ask for business. So yeah, I mean, that's that probably could be done in a little bit better way. But I think at the end of the day, our network is is incredible because, I mean, I don't want to like say anything bad about other companies, but I guess I am by saying this. When I worked at Sotheby's, I worked there three years and we would always talk about our global network and how everyone, you know, we would sell that to the sellers. We would sell the sizzle. But in my three years there, I got zero referrals, zero referrals. So I'm not like this person that's really great at getting referrals. I just, we have so many nice people at Compass. 99.999% of the people are incredible people that like, I wish were my family members. You know, I love my family members, but it, they just feel like extended family. So when we have these amazing people within our group that aren't stuck up like some of the other companies and are genuinely collaborative without ego, it's not that difficult to have conversations. Every week I speak to agents, you know, and I do my best to help in the things that I'm good at. Every agent at Compass is great at um, many different things and everyone is good at different things. So if we share our value to someone without asking for anything, you know, if it's genuine, if it's, there's no ulterior motive and just being helpful, you will get a ton of referrals without even asking. And if you ask, you'll probably get more. That's, and that's really great advice. So in terms of doing that, Katarina, if I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, I hope that answers your question and please write in the chat box for everyone that's participating. We did promise a coaching giveaway. So write down whether you're an individual or a team member and in your inbox, you'll get something great from us after it. It'll either be the Pitching Compass program or access to a live eight week leadership program that we're gonna be doing in the upcoming week. So, so, so can I add something to your yeah. answer to Katarina's question? One of the things I've noticed is people are always interested in homes. And I guess it's how we market it. So like one of the things I've did, I, I did in the past and I'm gonna do more of them is I've gone, just gone on a Zoom call with another agent from another area and asked them to show 
what they can get for 500, a million, and then something a lot more expensive. And all we did is share our screen. We went on the MLS or collections and we shared these homes. And you would be shocked at what types of homes people can get in different areas. And it was very engaging. I got a lot of views on it and on the different platforms. So that's one thing you can do. You're sort of soft selling. You're still showing that you're in the business. You're not asking anyone for business, but they know you're an agent. Jason Cassidy from San Diego, he said something really, really important to me. And he shared this with a bunch of people. He said, we can market all we want, but the odds are they're not gonna, most people aren't gonna see our marketing piece and then spend $750,000 for a home because of that. But what'll happen is if they know we exist, maybe in two years or three years or six months, whenever they're ready to buy, they'll think about Jason in San Diego because they liked his videos about restaurants or other things. And they knew, happened to know he was an agent because maybe he had a compass hat on or something like that. So that's what I would recommend for marketing. So now. It's, it, that's a good point to piggyback into Dee's question, right? About after you send someone at an open house, you send them information, they don't get back in touch with you immediately. Number one, let, let's talk about the commoditized world of information. Are you really sending someone something unique? Or are you sending someone something the same way everyone else does? Um, the thing about collections, and here's the magic line, has there ever been a time, Amit, where you've lost something important through communication from multiple parties, through phone, email, text message, social media, but just communicating over a lot of different platforms? Yeah, a lot. Maybe less now, now that I'm listening better, but yeah, all, all the time. And um, when doing this in your home search, are you currently finding houses and sharing it in a way, whether it's between you and your wife through different channels? Sometimes you might email, sometimes you might be on a Zillow app during work and kind of sharing the experience that way. Yeah. So oh, I'm sorry, we were role playing, right? Or no? <laughs> yeah. So, so let's start again, because I was answering as an agent. Um, well, no, listen, you could answer as an agent or whatever it is. The point that I'm getting at is ask questions that bring it to somebody else's experience, right? Like, everyone's lost it. So you could say, look, one of our proprietary tools is called collections and it allows us to collaborate in your home search in one place. And then you could ask, would it be helpful or beneficial for you for A, B, and C to happen? Sell the benefits, right? Ask them if it'd be beneficial. Don't so, tell them about it. So what to get, bring more value, let's just do the role play so people can okay. get the questions and answers. Okay. So you know, um, thank you for attending the open house today. I have one quick question before you go for you and your wife. Okay, what is it? Has there been a time that you've lost something important communicating with each other between phone, email, text message, WhatsApp, and just different media platforms? Yeah, I mean, my wife usually miscommunicates with me. Yeah, so, you know, and uh, right now, how are you guys finding, is it similar to the way you guys look at homes and communicate? You shared that you guys go on Zillow sometimes. Other times you email links. It sounds like you're doing something similar with keeping track of all the homes you want to see. We don't really have a good plan of how we keep track. It's basically, I'll look at something or rush me and my wife, we'll see something and we'll just text it to each other and then we'll give our opinion to each other. And then maybe we'll reach out to an agent. Got it. And would it be helpful for you throughout this process, whether it's you, Rushmi, and anyone else that was part of the process to collaborate in one place where you keep track of all the properties. It's in one conversation. You could access it by your phone and this way, nothing ever gets lost. Would you see the benefit and the simplicity that it would bring to your life? Yeah. How does that work? Great. We, if it's okay with you, I'd like to share with you 
one of our proprietary tools at Compass. Do you guys have a couple minutes to hear about it and how it could help you? Yeah, sure. Great. Our tool is called Collections. And really what it is, is it collaborates a search experience. So, you know, our team of 500 plus computer engineers created this to solve for this exact problem. You know, many people in their home buying process are fragmented. They're looking on different online portals, text messaging. But look, like we want to be able to keep track of your information in one place. We want to be able to answer your questions. We want you to be able to ask a question, rush me to be part of the conversation, me as your agent to do that legwork. So you asked earlier how we work different in COVID-19. This collaboration piece is one of the things. It'll allow me to find out any information that you want on a property without you even having to pick up the phone and call me. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and I could also give feedback. You know, you mentioned that you wanted to be on a cul-de-sac and that you need a certain size yard and with an outdoor grill. When we set this collection up for you, um, it'll allow me to provide feedback on the homes based on what your criteria is and kind of act as that first filter where it doesn't feel so onerous on you doing the process as well. It's a collaboration. Do you, how would that work for you and your wife? Yeah, it, it sounds better. It sounds like if we're all, I think it's, it will save some time and maybe we, some of the homes that we liked, we wouldn't have to go back and try and figure out which one it is. So that's, that's what I would call the ownership experience, right? And, and we would, I would continue in a role play to ask them by doing that, how would it save you time? How do you see it benefiting you? And I would get them to start getting more into the experience. So for your question, D, the answer is, um, look, you got to send them good information. And the second thing is, if you don't hear from them, sometimes record a video right after somebody leaves the house. So, you know, I'm going to thank you for taking the time to meet me at 123 Main Street. You know, it's really great. And share something that they told you, right? Like, I look forward to being part of your and Rushby's journey and finding that home on a perfect cul-de-sac where your kids could ride the bicycle with that pool in the backyard, show them that you listened and send that message. And then to build upon what Amit said before, like what you're talking about with Jason, look, our job is to stay in front of these people. Sometimes it takes seven, eight times for them to come back. It's the word is trigger event, right? Are you in front of them when that trigger event happens in their life where like something just happened and now I need to make a move, right? Think about our own lives on it, right? Like how many times do we have trigger events that push us to do something that we've been holding off on doing for a while? Totally. So I wanted to add to Dee's question. And so what the team and I, we do sometimes is what a person wants to know, a buyer wants to know is that you're all in on their experience and their purchase as they are. And so one of the things that you could do is say you meet the, this random person at an open house, you sort of get to know them a bit, you get an idea of what they're looking at. They were kind enough to give you their information. What you can do, so this would be my call to them um, or a video like Chirag said, it'd be, hey, John, you know, thanks so much for stopping by the open house the other day. We, I, I just spent the last 25 minutes trying to find a home that your wife and you are looking for. I know you're excited to move. And these three seem like things that may work for you. And I'm not sure if you saw them, but I just want to make sure that you didn't miss out on these. And that's it. And say, you know, just stay in touch, right? Like, don't feel bad. Just understand, come from a place of contribution, come from a place of value and realize your value is interpreting data, the local market, places to go, things to do, like things that resonate with them, right? So let, let's talk about like listening right? And how important that is. Like, 
we do these live role plays and, and literally we'll take out, like I'll take my phone out and we will take out a stopwatch just like this and we'll say go. And literally it's like almost like Simon Cowell style. Can you connect with somebody within 60 seconds or less? And the whole purpose of doing this is how good are you at listening, right? Like the question game is, I ask Amit a question. He needs to respond, acknowledge what I said, and then ask me a question and see how long you can go. For most people, they can't even do this for 60 seconds, which really shows that whether you're in your home life or with clients, you're so focused on yourself and talking that you'll never understand what another person wants, needs, or is important. Can we do an example? I think it'll be pretty cool. All right, ready? Let's see how long we can do the question game. Okay, so, I'm, so, so you're going to be the agent. And I'm, you're going to ask me for a price reduction because that's what a lot of people can identify with. We're at your house. We've had the house on the market for a bit. And um, why don't we use Jade's example of it's been on. This is a live example on Amit's team. Okay. It's been on the market um, and there's been 40 showings. It's fully updated and staged. Okay. Sounds good. Right. Um, so let's go. Amit, thank you for taking the time to meet with me. So what specifically was your outcome of our meeting today? You know, I just wanted to make sure that we, we can get the home sold. Um, we've had a lot of showings and I'm just getting really discouraged. So what I'm saying is that you, you're excited by that you have a lot of showings, but you're discouraged by there's no offers. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, every time we have to get the house ready, we're excited. We think there's going to be a buyer buying it and then nothing. Now, based on based on our traffic and our marketing, you know, I have all the marketing that we have for your home and everything that we've done. Do you feel that there's any additional marketing that we could have done for your home that's not currently being done? Um, I mean, it seems like you guys are handling doing a lot of stuff. Do you think there's something that you're missing out on? No, I, I don't think there's anything missing. You know, we'll run another digital ad campaign where we'll share these, in, you know, our traffic results with you as we have each week. Now, my question is, is there anything you feel as the homeowner that you could change to improve the condition of the property? No, I mean, you know, everyone always um, compliments us when they come to our house and they say how nice it is. Yeah, and like from, I mean, it is beautiful. And from what your wife has shared to me, you guys built everything customized, right? And there was, as you said, there was no expense your wife spared on interior design <laughs> two years ago. That, does that hold true? <laughs> totally. Yeah, so given that when buyers are coming here, do you think a lot of people have viewed your property? Yeah, it seems like they like it a lot. And let me ask you another question. Has there ever been a time in your life where you wanted to buy something, you went there to look at it and ultimately even though you wanted it, you ended up not buying it? Yeah, that's happened. And what was the reason? You know, I, I just didn't want to spend the money. You didn't want to spend the money. So ultimately not spending the money is, so for what you were getting, you didn't feel the value and the price reflected on what you were paying for. Yeah, I guess if it, if it costs less, I probably would have bought it every time. Every time. So, well, look, if it's okay, can I explain how that experience might have to do with your home buying experience? Yeah, of course. I'm selling experience. Well, look, I'm at 40 families have come to the house. We've agreed that there's no additional marketing we could do. We've agreed that as the owner who can control the condition, there is no additional upgrade, staging, everything else is done. 
So this time is just like the same time when you go to buy stuff where you ultimately don't buy it for price, right? Buyers are coming in here consistently about three showings a week we've had. Now, if they're coming here and they're coming to see the property, there's nothing we, nothing else that could be done. And the feedback, it's always good. Do you think you could potentially be the value at the price in the eyes of the buyer that you have it at today? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, go ahead, make this more difficult. Say, I'm not really sure. We'll keep, we'll keep going on this. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like, you know, based on the past sales, it seems like it's a good value. Great. And, and the interesting thing about past sales is, look, I, I had the report pulled up for me. If you look at the contract date when those homes went for sale, it was a different market because all these sales, when they actually went into contract, were anywhere from 60 to 75 days before COVID-19 happened and the shelter in place. Would you agree that it was a different market then? Yeah, it was a different market. Do you agree that having 30 unemployed, up to 20 to 30 potential unemployed million people have caused some uncertainty amongst buyers today? Yeah, probably. And given you shared for me the first time we met that your home's a luxury item, it's north of $2 million. Someone spending that kind of money in this kind of economic environment, would you expect somewhat of a value or a deal, quote unquote, on a home today, just as you're going to be a buyer soon? Yeah, I don't want to pay what they're asking. You don't want to pay what they're asking. Do you think most people are like you? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so look, ultimately, there are two choices here. And, and either direction you go, I want to support you and your family. And guys, this is the most important part in doing this. You do not attach yourself to any outcome. So I would say, look, ultimately, there are two goals. You and your wife had mentioned that you have to sell this property to move, even though you could carry two places you don't want to. So we have two choices now. Number one, we could reduce the price, improve the price to create a better value in the eyes of the buyer. And I could go back to all 40 people to do some research to understand what that potential value would be. Or you and your wife could just decide to put your house on hold, stop going through all these showings, because what will happen is we'll continue to get another 40 showings because our marketing is the best and it's great but not, it's not going to reflect in what you want. And like you said, it's a lot to go through leaving the house, preparing it. You know, you guys have two kids, the dogs, and I want to do what's right for you. So what do you think will work better for you and your family? I mean, we really do want to move it. You know, we don't have to, but we've been thinking about doing this for a few years. So we do want to move. So what specifically makes this the right time to make a move? You know, we, we, we just like um, fixing up places. And this one, even though like a lot of people wouldn't have done anything, we, we just enjoyed the process of doing it and seeing basically having an empty canvas and seeing the end result. So we feel like we've done that with this one. We've lived in it for a while. Having a little bit more space would be nice. Having a, being on a higher floor with a better view would be nice. So th those are the main reasons. So based on those reasons, do you think it makes the most sense to figure out a better value for the eye of a buyer? You're buying a similar property, potentially more, correct? Yeah, we are. And why don't we, work, why don't we focus also on making some of that money up on the other end and being more aggressive negotiating? Would that, would that work for you and your wife? Yeah. I mean, if we can get, if we can save enough on that one, that may make up for this. Okay. Look, and, and, and to be realistic, like it can happen or it can't happen. But really what it comes down to is 
I want you guys to spend some time and, and don't feel any reason that you have to answer this now is really why do you want to make a move? What specifically makes this the right time? And how important it is to get to that next home doing that next project. And you guys shared with me from the beginning that after you do this next project, this is your forever home. So considering you might be buying more, and if we go north of 3 million, that market has been impacted A, B, C wise, um, there is potential opportunity there. So look, just take some time and get clear on what you guys really want. And if not, look, you're going to have to, the way that the market works is you're going to have to wait for all these COVID-19 closings to happen. You're going to have to, the market's going to reset, and then they're going to have to be new values that are higher than that, and those are going to have to reset. So it could take six months to a year. Yeah, that makes sense. I forgot about those other properties that are going to be sold. And maybe if they sell less, that may put us in a worse position. Yeah, exactly. So look, the one bit of advice I can share with you this, and this is something to think about. There are two types of people in this whole uh, COVID-19 world. People that are going to set the market and people that are going to follow the market. And ultimately, you and your wife want to realize who you want to be. Yeah, you're right. And that's it. Lights, camera, action. How long did it take? Seven minutes and 50 seconds. So the thing is this, we, as agents, we'll set up an appointment for a half an hour, an hour or whatever to do a, a price reduction. It seemed like we talked forever, meaning I, the seller, spoke for a long time. And it was only seven minutes. It was in less than 10 minutes. And I think all the objections were overcome. So let me do this for, for people that are wondering, in a non-COVID environment, in case like when, because when, you had gone to the COVID thing about the jobs and all that, what would you have said um, otherwise? Uh, about the market and everything like that? Yeah, like when I, I, I go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, so I, I was gonna say like, yeah, you were asking, like I said about the prices, I'm not sure about the price and stuff like that. And then you you brought up the market, the unemployed people and stuff like that that could impact the values and stuff. But what happens if it wasn't that case? What would you have said? So what I would say is, is look, to be mindful of this, as you had shared when you go places, even if you wanna buy something, if the price and value aren't right, you agreed most people are like you and they won't move forward, correct? Yeah. And I'm gonna say, look, ultimately we control the marketing as the agents, right? To bring people in here, right? Which we've done a great job and you're happy with, correct? Yeah. But you can, there are two things you control. You control the condition and the value that's in the eyes of the buyer. So at this point, we've had 40 people go through here. I'm willing to call every single one before we have another conversation and see what value would have been in the eyes of their buyers. But ultimately, the data that's reflective and sold is in a different market. Because right now, we've had 40 people coming through, right? The unit that sold underneath you was on the market for 32 days before it went to contract. I reflect on days on market, right? And I would say we're past those 32 days, right? So the last four units have sold an average of 45 days or less. We're now on 62 days. So it's okay. a choice that you have to make, right? I, I'm going to suggest you do one of two things. One, you could, one of three things. One, you could kind of keep going through this and hope somebody just makes you the offer you want. Number two, you could improve the value in the eyes of the buyer. Or number three, you could be happy with where you live and just stay put or wait up to a year. Which one do you think will resonate with you the most? Get okay. You okay, perfect. So um, are there any other questions? Yeah, we have another one. By the way, for the people that are on here, just in full context, if you ask a question and you answer it, we'll give you one of these coaching programs. Um, 
So let's see. Bronca. I love all the unique names in this group. So you name like a this is great. It says, can you role play on a seller's lead who's responding to my just sold thing? So one great job farming. I represented the buyer. Ooh, this makes the farming even better. And we settled at $450,000 on a house that was listed for $499. House appraised for $435. It was a, ca a cash buyer who's willing to go forward. How would you share the list? How would you share with the listing prospect? Her question is, what was wrong with the house to sell for so much less? I wish there was a way we could bring you onto this video because there's so much more information that's that's necessary, right? Right, right. So the first thing is, um, and Bronca, please. So, so you can you please summarize again what the question was so people would pretty understand much better. Sold the house that was at four ninety nine for four fifty, then it appraised for four thirty five, and through her just um, her just sold process, the person says, "What was wrong with the house to sell for so much less?" So I'd say, Bronca, I could appreciate you wanting to understand a more clear and concise value of your home, would you have some time where either you could virtually show me the property or we could work the property together? Go ahead, I mean, you could be the seller again. Um, yeah, we can do it virtually. Great, so you'd ask what was wrong with the house to sell for so much less? Um, look, a couple factors that you wanna keep in mind, right? Um, because of what's going on in the world, some sellers that want to move have really personal reasons and there is higher negotiability we're seeing. So since the buyer was cash, they took a 50% discount because there's no financing, no contingency. And would it make sense to you in the world we have 20 million plus unemployed people, there are some concerns that a seller could have with the buyer being able to follow through on their deal? Yeah, I think two of the things that you just mentioned to me make sense you know, one of the things is everyone's motivation probably is changing now because some people need the money. And, and yeah, I totally, I, I know people are worried about, you know, deals falling through. Does it make sense to you also that realistically because of health concerns, reasons to move closer to family, friends, and a lot of different personal reasons that if you had a lot of equity in your home, that being as firm on your price might not be important to you? Yeah, I agree. So what I'd like to share with you is there are two types of sellers in this market. Would it be okay if I shared the two different stories with you? Yeah, sure. There are people that set the market and people that follow the market, right? And in doing this, we're noticing neighborhood values are resetting in different places every day. Some are at record highs where people want to go and other people are being more negotiable. There is a lot of volatility in the market in that sense. So you would reach out to ask me about what made itself for so much less. What specifically were you looking to do or achieve in making a move that made you want to ask me this question? You know, I, I've been seeing the values all the time and I get these postcards from all these different realtors. This was the lowest price and it, it made me curious. And, you know, if I could get a deal on a place, um, it made me sort of excited because I was like, wow, if, if this is selling for this much less, maybe I can still get more because my house was probably nicer. And if I can get that sort of discount on something else, then maybe it makes sense to move. Got it. And, and so what specifically can I help you with the most given sharing that situation, that dynamic is the, is ultimately that sale at 435 going to make it impossible for you to make your next move, given the amount of equity you need out of your home? 
So I think it's the net. I think it's the difference between what I'm buying and you know what I'm selling. Completely understand. So when's a good time for us to go through in detail to give you an idea of what the range of values for your home and how we can help you make that next move? Um, tomorrow. Great. So that, that would be the end of it. I'd get the appointment, I'd send over a pre-listing presentation. Um, and that would be it. So pitching compass coming your way. So she asked a question. So if you ask a question, you're an individual, I'll send you the pitching compass program. If you're an agent that has an admin or, or on a team, we'll give you access to the team leader program. So look, like in the sense of us doing this, we're two people that like to give back a lot, right? And with all the stuff going on in the world, it, it's good that being part of a family is caring about other people. Um, there's some people I told that I was going to do this to that tell me I'm crazy, but look, I think crazy people make the world change. And if I could help create better experiences for people, um, I can help people connect more at a deeper level, help people run more efficient teams. And look, this is an inspiration to everybody here, right? Everyone that watches this is going to learn something new. And it takes the people that ask the question. Um, so it takes people that ask these questions to really inspire change, right? It's really easy to sit on a call and, and not necessarily ask questions for a lot of different reasons. There's just 13 other people on here. Um, can I ask a question? You can, you can ask me all the questions you want. <laughs> so one question a lot of agents have, so I have two questions, we'll start with this one, is most people, most agents, when they're at a party or gathering and they're with someone that's not a real estate agent, a common question they get asked is, how's the market? What would you suggest is a good way to answer that? Actually, I can't take credit for this own script. So I heard this from another coach, but it says it depends whether you're buying, selling or renting or investing, which one's most important to you? Um, you know, I'm not doing any of them. I own my house. And so I was just curious, I guess, when I ask about the market, just more like the value of mine and stuff like that neighborhood and stuff. You know, what we're finding in the market because of COVID-19 is it's a tale of two cities, right? You have some areas that have like, if you go to New York City, for example, right, we'll be in New York City. Um, we'll say in New York City, the market is down, the, the amount of inventory is down almost 85% year over year. What we've noticed is, is for the first time, because now there's this whole work from home environment, there is a massive rush to the suburbs where we see short-term rentals renting at record highs. It's completely a seller market in a lot of these suburban towns in Westchester and Connecticut and Long Island and in New Jersey. So really the state of the market is very specific to your neighborhood and very specific to kind of what's going on in your area. Which one of these neighborhoods do you fit into? Are you more in a suburban market or more in a metro market? Suburban. Got it. So, um, Let's see. I got to answer somebody else's question. Okay. I'm having fun giving stuff away, by the way. <laughs> um, so we've got some pitch and compass. We'll have, I mean, we'll have a couple of new people in our team leader program. So look, the questions are starting to come in. So we'll answer Julie's question. Can you role play how to pitch compass and why choose compass over other discount brokers? Cool. So I guess I'll be the seller. Yeah. Um, so Chirag, thanks for coming by today. And, you know, I'm getting, a, I, I've spoken to a few different agents, 
you know, recommendations from friends and family. And, you know, I guess they're called discount brokers. I don't, I didn't see a difference. And they're, they seem to be charging much less than the norm. Um, why should I hire Compass? You know what, I'm really, I'm really glad that you asked the question. So you really want to get a clear understanding from Craig, what's the difference between Compass and other brokerages? Yeah. And can I ask you one question prior to proceeding that I wrote down, which is really important? Sure. What's most important to you about an agent and company that represents you in the sale of this home? So we, there are a few things. We want to get the most money. We want it to be relatively quick. And we don't want to have to deal with a lot of brain damage and we want good communication. Got it. So what it sounds like is most important to you is to share the exact marketing plan on how we'll get the best price and what we'll do to communicate with you throughout the process. Is that correct, Amit? Yeah, pretty much. Which one would you like to go over first? The, our communication plan throughout the process or how we're going to market your home to get you the best price? Um, probably the, the marketing to get the best price because all the other agents I've spoken to told me they would communicate with me however I want. So it didn't seem like I would have an issue with that. Uh, it is something that is important to me, but it seems like that's handled already. So yeah, how, how would you get me the most money? Great. And let me ask you, Amit, what do you think the financial impact would be if we were able to get 2000 or more buyers to do online showings to your home prior to going on the market? Um, it could probably help. It could probably help. Would you safe to say that it would give you the best chance of getting the best price versus none of those people looking at the home? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Right. So look with, with us, it's, it's, we have a multi-step approach, right? It, it's pre-marketing and what we do while your home's on the market. So as a buyer that's looking in the market, what are the things that stand out to you when looking at a home? If you're looking online? Yeah, I want that. I, I, I noticed some properties have amazing pictures, amazing video, great, um, great comments, you know, emotional content where it's not like a three, two with a garage. They actually make it like a story almost. Great. So, so it's safe to say the, the right agent for you is an agent that one creates all that unique traffic and two, that has that unique photography, the ability to tell your story for your home and create that narrative that really engages a buyer both visually and emotionally. Yeah, exactly. And do you consider your home a luxury item? Um, I mean, to, to us it is, maybe to some other people it isn't, but yeah, definitely to us it is. Yeah, and you'd ask what made Compass different. And one of the things that made Compass different, it's the first company that truly realized and has positioned themselves as everyone's home being their own number one luxury item. And given the opportunity, would you want the same people doing marketing, advertising, and design for your home as Tiffany's, L'Oreal, Disney, Pixar, Condé Nast, Vogue, and Architectural Digest? Yeah, I mean, do you have those people? Yeah, you know, our we actually at Compass have a 300 plus person in-house marketing, advertise, and design firm within our company made up of people from the love from the world's most beloved luxury brands. Would you see a benefit in having that team partner with you into telling your home story? Yeah, but are they, are they the ones advertising Compass or my home? Well, ultimately all of our advertisements are geared towards your home, right? So when we go back to what we had said is, 
how are we going to create this unique traffic, which you said, getting those buyers will get the best price, and then matching it with your expectation of what made you fall in love with homes, the marketing, the design, the aesthetics. And by having our team put that all together, creating unique traffic, both while the home, prior to the home being on the market, and while the home on the market, do you see that as a successful formula in getting the best price? Yeah, I think so. And ultimately, you had shared with me there was a difference in value. And look, your home is $1 million, Amit, and we're talking about a difference in 1.5% in commission. The question I'm going to ask you is this. If you're, are you willing to risk potentially getting the most money on your most valuable luxury asset for 1.5%? For 1.5%, would you prefer not to have the robust pre-marketing campaign, those potential 2,000 buyers, having your home story told by people that actually worked at luxury brands. So the question is, is do you care about the net and the best probability to get the best price? Or do you just want to go for a discount? What, what's going to work best for you? I can't make that decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds pretty risky to do it the other way. So what we did there, guys, for everyone that's watching is, we took all the value we had and isolated it to one and a half percent, right? When you look at a house that's a million dollars, if I was with somebody, I'd write a million dollars down on a piece of paper, and then I'd write down 0 0.015, right? That looks better. And I'd be like, are you going to risk all this and getting the best chance of getting all this for that <laughs> number right there? And that's what you call takeaway close, right? That's like, great. That's great. Like, like, to, to not even put like 1.5% to put... 0 0.015 yeah compared to a million written down it's 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 great it's a great visual yeah all right clarence has a question so look a lot of this and look let's just be clear on this right all these scenarios that every single one of you guys are asked is based on practice right i was an agent for 13 years you've been an agent i believe for what 16 team right we've practiced this stuff over and over again and as a coaching group how often do we practice this week now it'll probably be six times yep exactly so the repetition is really important right um we have another question here how would you approach a buyer when asking for a rebate um look number one if they want rebates right like you're looking at redfin and stuff i can share with you that Redfin has done studies and no one really buys the rebate model. They thought that would be a lot more effective than it is. And they slowly started to remove it over time, right? And when you ask somebody, you ask the same question, what is most important to you in an agent that represents your family and the purchase of their next home, right? And look, if they're rebate people, they're always those group of people that are just gonna want every dollar for you. They're the same people that are gonna wanna cut your commission right before closing. And I'll tell you a really funny way I have of, of dealing with this when I was an agent. Can we role play this? Why don't you- Yeah, ask let's, let's do it. Ask me so, some money back. So yeah, um, Chirag, I know like if I go with Redfin, I can get, I think it's one and a half percent back or something like that. And so what, how much are you gonna give me back? Um, let me ask you a question. Are you gonna, will you add, I have no problem giving you a rebate, but will you add my name to the deed on your home? <laughs> I don't understand. You have to, you know, if I'm going to make an investment in your home, I need to make sure that I'm able to get it back when it's done. Um, yeah, but the the Redfin guy said he he wouldn't do that. I mean, unless it's something I don't know about yet. 
So one, that, that objection handlers for someone that asks you for it, and you're going to say, well, my question to you, Amit, is what specifically made you reach out to me if you're comfortable with the Redfin guy and you wanted a rebate? Um, because you have the listing. So, you know, I wanted to, I thought maybe I would get it for even less. Well, look, if you want to see the listing, I could show it to you, um, but I don't do rebates. Is there anything more that you're looking for in an agent than someone who's going to give you money? Or are you looking with somebody with market expertise that can help you with negotiability and really learn what's important to you and your family, right? So we work in collaboration. You can work in collaboration or you can just go for a rebate. Either way, it's 100% okay with me, but I want you to be clear on what's most important to you. Yeah, I mean, as a buyer, I want to make sure that I get the house for the best price. And I figure that since you're the listing agent and, you know, since you're already getting paid from the seller, maybe you would just give me some of the money back from me. Well, like if my, you're talking about two different things here, Amit, right? Number one, giving you money back and getting the best price. If you made an offer, I could potentially work with my client in, you know, setting up something that might be financially beneficial, but in flat out doing a rebate, um, unfortunately, that's not the way that I work. And if you're looking for a rebate agent, I encourage you to reach out to your agent and have them have you show the property. Okay. So look, for, for Clarence in doing this, um, you should be really clear as to if you're a rebate agent, if you're not a rebate agent, right? And in doing this, I would come up with a list of questions that will drive someone organically to see the value in what you have to offer, right? That's, that's ultimately what this all comes down to. Um, Brent had a question, hold on, and that they're interested. A client sent me a Zestimate of a property that they're interested in. Of course, I mentioned it's not accurate, but how do you usually respond when the client brings up a Zestimate they saw online? You um, want to role play that? Yeah, you know what? This time you're going to be the agent. I saw this okay. I saw this Zestimate online. Is that what I can buy the house for? Um, so can you tell me about the house that you saw? I don't know. It just said, you know, it looks like it was updated kitchens, baths, but you know, um, the, the price is listed at one, one, but the Zestimate says $800,000. So is that the value of the home? You know, honestly, it boils down to us seeing the home, the, you know, what someone pays is what it's worth to the buyer. Um, how is your schedule today? Uh, it's, it's flexible. So in this case, I think because it's a cold lead, I want to build rapport. I want to get them to try and see the property. So that's a Zillow lead is going to be like that, where the first thing you ask is to get the appointment. Um, if it's someone that's that's not a Zillow lead and is just asking me that question, then we want to. I would just say let's make sure that we have all the information about the house. You know, I don't want to. The last thing I want to do is tell them that Zillow sucks. The second I tell them Zillow sucks, they're not going to believe me. I heard this study the other day. Last year, the term Zillow was Googled more than real estate. Yeah. So, so it's a huge thing. And the, I think the normal standard thing an agent says is just bad stuff about Zillow. And if they, if, it's like someone telling you something bad about a family member or friend without giving the reasons why. And before they like you, it's not really the best thing, I think. So, so I, I think it could be done many different ways, but I would ask them, 
So maybe I could ask you this. I said, Chirag, have you been using Zillow for a while? So I guess let's role play it. Yeah. So, I have. And have you been, have you ever looked at a home that um, you were going to buy and then you didn't and it sold or a home that you were watching and saw the end price that it sold for? Yep. It, it's different. Sometimes Zillow's right and other times it's wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the hardest thing about Zillow. I love Zillow because, you know, their search, the way you search is incredible, but unfortunately homes aren't always accurate based on Zillow. And the only way we'll know that is by looking at that home. What did you like most about that home? Um, I like the open floor plan. Yeah. And have you seen other homes? How's your search been going? Or have you, is that the, the main thing you've been looking for? Um, you know, backyard space is really important to us, right? Like right now we feel very cramped where we are in our city apartment. So um, I, I need space. I got wife, two kids, two dogs. I need space. Are, do they all want to move? Do they know? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. They're all tell me my daughter is very demanding. She says, Daddy, when do I get more space? Okay, so if, if, the, if your daughter's talking, you, you, it sounds like you need it to be moved yesterday rather than tomorrow. Yeah, she's like my employer, man. She thinks she's the boss of the house. Yeah, I, ideally, I would like for my own mental sanity, right? I'm working from home and, you know, sometimes they just come in the room, they start crying. It's very challenging. You know, I'm happy I work for with a company of people that are very understanding. Yeah, so how's your search been so far? Look, I've kind of just been looking on my own online and like I have some ideas, but I haven't really reached out and talked to anyone. You're actually the first agent I've spoken to. Okay, and besides looking at homes online, have you also been find, looking at homes that are offline? What do you mean offline? They're homes that I, I thought Zillow had all the homes. Yeah, that's what most people think. And so would you think it would be beneficial to you if you were able to find out about homes that weren't on the market or homes before other people did? Oh my God, that'd be amazing. In these suburbs are all these bidding wars. And it's like you get to a house, it's gone, it's out of our budget. It's very frustrating. Yeah, totally. We, we realized that a while ago. So what we did is we created a network of these VIP agents in your neighborhood that are getting the homes on the market and they sell a lot there. So before they put the house on the market, they reach out to us. So we would be able to tell you about the home before other people know about it. Would that be something that you'd be interested in doing? Yep. Sign me up. Okay. So the next step is, and whatever. It's perfect. See. Great job. So look, we want to wrap this up. I have to write down everyone's name before this thread goes away. And I have to watch the video for an hour that I don't have to go through it. So one, I want to thank everyone that's watched, that's joined, the people that ask questions. Um, if you're on here and I promise you something, please uh, message me. If you watch and you just sat through the whole thing, just message me anyway. I'll have something for you as well. And look, um, Thank you guys all for being here. If you ever are looking for a coach or a marketing company, please keep me in mind. And if not, we'll keep doing this. And if you guys think this is, adds value, I mean, I don't know, man, maybe this is something we should just keep doing. I think so. Let's do it. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll have to cut this down to a half hour and we'll keep this more concise. Um, but you know, Listen, and for all of you, his name is Amit Bhutta. Somebody actually said to me yesterday, I was talking to somebody about coaching. I was mentioning that you were in the group, right? And they're like, that guy is everywhere. And you know what he said? And I was like, and I, I got frustrated. They go, where does he work? And I was like, this is exactly oh. what I'm talking about, right? 
So his tagline for all of you guys, for him giving back is, would you be willing to help him grow his business? And who do you know that's looking to make a move to Miami, right? He services the Miami market. Um, he has a great team of three other people. So he's not going to plug himself. So I feel it's my job to plug him. Ahmed has a huge heart. He gives back. So everyone stay tuned. And thank you, Mira, for joining in. Renee, you're the best for being here. And look, in everything that's going on in the world today, we can all take a moment to try to create joy in one person's life. Have an open heart. Have an open mind carry a lot of empathy and I'm thankful to be part of the Compass family and have the opportunity to speak, collaborate, and to work with you guys every day. So thank you for setting this up and let's talk about how we could do this more often. All right. Sounds good. Thanks guys. Love you all. Don't, don't turn this off yet. I got to write down all the names. Okay. Give me one second. screen capture all of these, it would be much faster. Mm -hmm. I wonder who these nine people are still here. Greg, very helpful. Greg, you got, Greg messaged me. I got the pitching compass coming your way. I'll tell you how to do everything and talk about compass. Um, Sheila, send me a message and we will send you pitching compass. All right, that's it. All right, guys. I'm Thanks for joining us. See you guys later. Have a good one.